We are back here on the Punch-Out 1 2021, as it were, and we have plenty of important things for you here today. Obviously, this is Inauguration Day in the United States of America. Joe Biden has ascended to the presidency. It has happened, and, well, now we are moving forward for better or for worse. I know a lot of people saying, how can it get worse? But nevertheless, as the story, some of the stories that we will tell you here today uh, will show you how much better will get is certainly a question that is out there to still be answered. We're going to be talking about a lot of things as we always do here on The Punch Out at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. We're talking about the Labor Party in the UK hiring a former Israeli spy. Yes, very interesting stuff. The cops in Baltimore not really being reformed despite a consent decree, but we want to start with some inaugural news, and that's how current President Joe Biden is celebrating the inaugural with some union busters. Joe Biden, of course, holds himself out to be a big friend of unions. He's constantly referencing his roots in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and emphasizing what really, if you look at his record, is a faux stand as a big promoter of working-class policies. That means he isn't a big supporter of working-class policies. But he also campaigned that way, too, promising even to pass legislation that will strengthen unions, something that notably did not happen during the Obama administration, of which he was a part. So... It may be a bit surprising to you to hear that one of the major events of the inauguration, the Home States Ball, that's sponsored by the Pennsylvania and Delaware Democratic Parties, and it will reportedly feature an appearance by Biden himself, that this Home States Ball would be sponsored by a major union-busting law firm. Yes, you heard that right. Biden is partying with union busters tonight. Ballard Spar is one of the hosts tonight, and their record is, well, what you'd expect of a union-busting law firm. Their website states, for instance, quote, because we have represented management in hundreds of union organizing attempts. We have represented management in hundreds of union organizing attempts. We know how to help clients maintain a union-free environment, end quote. In Biden's home state of Pennsylvania, Ballard Spar has been front and center recently of attempts to crush union organizing at both the University of Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania State University, known colloquially as Penn State. And their tactics are... As always with these sorts of firms, very brutal. For instance, at Penn State, they spread they spread misinformation during this campaign where grad student workers are trying to organize, saying that if you were an international student, an international grad student, that you shouldn't vote for the union because if you voted yes, you could lose your visa. So vote for a union and you'll be deported. These are the people that are sponsoring Joe Biden's home state's ball tonight. One person who was a part of that drive told the Pennsylvania Capital Star, quote, they were willing to bend the truth as far as possible. Employees at Ballard Spar, just for the record, donated over $200,000 to Biden's campaign. 
Now, you could argue, of course, that uh, Biden also drew a lot of support during the campaign from a wide range of unions. But honestly, what person deeply dedicated to the cause of labor would let a union-busting law firm be a part of one of their main inaugural events or accept $200,000 from them? We've seen this story many times before. Politicians, they seek union help, promise to pass pro-labor legislation, and then more or less disappear once they get into office. Will Joe Biden be any better? Well, gotta say, he isn't off to a great start. The ACLU of Maryland has released a new report looking into police misconduct cases in Baltimore from 2015 to 2019. Or looking at it another way, it's sort of after the murder of Freddie Gray and during the reign of this federal consent decree designed by the Obama administration to allegedly clean up the BPD. Spoiler alert here, the cops are still abusing people and it's still mainly directed towards the black part of the city of Baltimore, which is quite a number of people, but nevertheless, it's 100% racist. Reports like these are especially important now because President Joe Biden has stated he wants to return to this Obama-era policy of using these consent decrees, which were a standard practice in the wake of the Ferguson uprising. Anytime something would happen with some terrible police murder, uh, Obama, towards the last couple years of his term, would swoop in and try to do a consent decree. Now, one quick caveat before we get into these Baltimore numbers. There's one big issue, and that's most people don't actually report when the police abuse them. So the data is only partial, but it does comport with some of the broad trends we see around the country regarding police misconduct. And those are that misconduct claims usually circle around a minority of officers with many, many complaints, that the victims of these this misconduct are overwhelmingly black, especially when it comes to use of force, and that misconduct claims tend to cluster by unit. Like if one unit at one unit that has one or two people with claims, it's likely all of them have a lot of claims. That's basically what that means. Now, as the report notes about Baltimore itself, officers who had complaints had an average of six and a half complaints each between 2015 and 2019. They also went on to note that over 90% of officers' use of force was targeted towards Baltimore's black residents. But black residents in Baltimore, black residents in Baltimore, I should say, are only 60% of that city's population. But again, make up 90% of all use of force incidents. Now, you may remember a case back in 2016 when two Baltimore cops got caught on their own body cameras planning evidence. One of those cops, Stephen Mahan, had 86 complaints. 86 over the period of the study, and he is still employed by the Baltimore Police Department. Seven of the eight members of the department's gun trace task force, all of whom are now in federal prison for crimes ranging from dealing drugs to stealing drugs and robbing people, were marked for having high numbers of complaints. Seven of the eight, that is. Wayne Jenkins, who was one of the main players in the gun trace task force saga, had 227 complaints. Six of them that were held to definitely be true, that is sustained, were for false imprisonment, by the way. Bernard Ruiz, who had 18 complaints between 2015 and 2019, was involved in the murder of Tyrone West and the beating of Abdul Salam, which quite frankly only wasn't a murder because a community member intervened. He was promoted to sergeant last year. Again, he had a number of complaints and was involved in a murder and a near murder. Luke Shelley was deployed to Baltimore as a National Guardsman during the uprising after Freddie Gray's brutal murder. He then became a Baltimore cop, and he made the news for being the right kind, quote-unquote, of new recruit the department was looking for in the wake of the Freddie Gray scandal. Well, uh, the type of new recruit they were looking for turned into this type of cop. In three years, he had eight complaints as well as 67 use-of-force incidents that he was involved in. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 
Jesus, I mean, I'm pretty cynical, but wow. Uh, the whole thing, the whole thing speaks to the absurdity, really, of these entire consent, to this entire consent decree situation. They were promoted by Obama with a perverse logic that since it ultimately didn't matter if individual officers faced accountability, or they would say that it was unlikely that they would anyway. The most important thing is to change the underlying culture, quote unquote. It sounds good on its face, but the problem is. As these numbers in Baltimore show, or for that matter, as the continued police brutality and racism in cities like D.C. or Seattle who have successfully completed consent decrees, is that they don't do what they're supposed to do. They don't change the underlying culture, as you can see with all of these huge claims happening. They operate on a false logic, and that's that policing has somehow been perverted as opposed to doing what it's supposed to be doing. The whole goal of policing is to contain, not to solve social problems that have been deemed crimes. It naturally creates an us versus them mentality with a permanent enemy since those deemed enemies can never be destroyed because their actions are rooted in the environment. It's not that they're just a bunch of bad people out there. So without uprooting the broader conditions that cause so-called crime, you aren't going to be able to move to do really anything more than just try to contain it, which means that the issues that give rise to brutal policing also remain. The only way to address this is to reduce the scope of policing in society by addressing those root causes. Anything else? It's just window dressing. The Labour Party in the United Kingdom is known for having a large number of rank-and-file members who solidarize with the Palestinian struggle. Just a few years ago, in fact, in 2018, the floor of the Labour Party Congress at times was a sea of Palestinian flags. The Trade Union Congress, or TUC, the main trade union body in the UK and a key part of the Labour Coalition, voted just last year to stand, quote, side-by-side side with our sisters and brothers in their struggle for peace, justice, equality, and an end to the illegal occupation of of their land. So it's been met with quite a bit of outrage that the Labour Party, now headed by Sir Keir Starmer, QC, has hired a former Israeli spy to join their social media team. Yes, that's right. They fired, hired a, not fired, hired a former Israeli spy to join the social media team of the Labour Party. Asaf Kaplan is his name. He worked for five years with Unit 8200. This is a notorious cyber warfare unit of the Israeli military. They're notorious because they're widely known to use blackmail, mass surveillance, and just engage overall in total discrimination against Palestinian people. Uh, so much so that some of these individuals who worked for Unit 8200 uh, several years back actually wrote a letter detailing how all these terrible things they were doing. One of these individuals noted that, quote, any Palestinian is exposed to nonstop monitoring by the Israeli Big Brother without legal protection and with no way of knowing when they too would become an objective targeted for harassment, extortion, or physical injury. I'll repeat that. Any Palestinian is exposed to nonstop monitoring by the Israeli Big Brother without legal protection protection and with no way of knowing when they too would become an objective targeted for harassment, extortion, or physical injury, end quote. Now, someone who worked in that unit is now working for the Labor Party of the United Kingdom on their social media team. And what is his job? It's social listening. Now, that's basically seeing what's being said about you online, in this case, the you being the Labor Party of the UK, and then they you surveil the people who are saying it, essentially. And then, as the job title says, they'll be helping to, quote, unquote, counter disinformation. So more or less, just putting the spy skills honed during his time in the Israeli military, Mr. Kaplan will now be working for leader Starmer, spying on those who are criticizing the Labor Party online. What does this all mean for labor? Well, we ask Asa Winstanley, who's with the Electronic Intifada and who broke this story to break that down for us. 
The British Labour Party's hiring of Asaf Kaplan, a former military intelligence officer for Israel, shows that the Labour Party under Keir Starmer is determined to go ever increasingly right-wing over the years, the months and years ahead. Keir Starmer, as we know, is a figure of the British establishment and, you know, he is tied to the British deep state. He's the former military prosecutor, sorry, he's the former uh, chief prosecutor of Britain. Um, he's a sir, you know, a so-called knight. Um, and the British establishment seems to be increasing its ties to the Israeli permanent security apparatus. So to hire this young guy, former junior military intelligence officer in the notorious Unit 8200, notorious for blackmailing and extorting Palestinians, Palestinian civilians, shows that Labour Party's policies under Keir Starmer, he has no policies except to appease Israel in every way possible. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom.